It's that time, the Betting Predators Podcast, where our main objective is hunting down the best bets for you. I'm your host, Sleepy Jay. You guys can find me on Twitter at SleepyJ underscore pregame. Joined here by the one and the only Uncle Dave Essler. You guys can get him on Twitter as well at Dave underscore Essler. You guys can always get us at thebettingpredators.com and on the best sports betting information site on the web, pregame.com. All right, guys, here we go. Uh, Uncle Dave and myself, we're going to go ahead. We're going to preview Sunday night and Monday night football for you. Uh, first game we're going to start out with here, Sunday night football. Current line in this game right now, we have the Chiefs minus 8.5 at the Jets. Total on this one, 41.5. Uncle Dave, I'm just going to go ahead and throw one quick question at you. Is this the matchup of the best quarterback in the NFL against the worst starting quarterback in the NFL? Yeah, potentially sleepy. I mean, Zach Wilson gets thrown under the bus every week, and, and then every once in a while he has a decent game. So for sure. If he's not the worst, he's a close second with uh, with Justin Fields. But 170 yards is his top game this year, so that pretty much tells you all you need to know. And Mahomes, yeah, I mean he's he's a he's a league MVP, so you have to put him number one. Although he's looked a little off, uh, at least he did until last week. So yeah, you're probably right. Best versus worst is is, is correct. Let's. Let's see what the defenses have to say about that this week. It should be an interesting defensive matchup. I think for Zach Wilson there, Uncle Dave, that there's really no other place for this guy to go. Like if he was going to succeed, he probably would have succeeded. At least he played like every game this year, right? I mean, outside of Aaron Rodgers only missing like, what, three or four plays, something like that. I mean, Zach Wilson's been the guy. And I get it. Like he's played some tough defenses. Um, as you mentioned, only 170 yards passing, but – I think maybe we would have at least seen some glimpses, at least maybe some decent drives, but we really haven't seen that. And I think when you look at Mahomes there, Uncle Dave, don't forget he started out without Travis Kelsey. He had a slew of wide receivers that I think they were looking to really work in and really figure out who the hell they were going to use as their starting wide receivers. When Kadarius Tony started out the year, he was banged up. Uh, they had guys like Richie James and Sky Moore, and you had Rasheed Rice and uh, you still had Valdez Scantling. You had Justin Watson. Like, there were a lot of bodies, not to mention, like, the three running backs. So I think KC now um, that they're starting to go ahead and figure out, you know, who their go-to guys are. Obviously, it's Kelsey. And I think the number two, number three, is probably Rasheed Rice. And I think the other one would probably be Sky Moore, at least based off of the targets from last week. I think what's interesting you know, going back to last week was that Kansas City, they got all their starters pretty much pulled out there in the early fourth quarter. So maybe they come into this game feeling a little extra rested, but you know, maybe they feel like that that was a nice small reward that Andy Reid gave them. And, you know, they want they want to go out and have maybe another game like that. And that's been one of the talking points there, Uncle Dave, over the last couple of days. It's like KC actually thinks that they can shut somebody out and they think they can do it to this Jets team. This Jets team has been absolutely terrible. I mean, they haven't put up any points. They're averaging only 12 points per game. That's not going to cut it against Patrick Mahomes, who can go out there and probably put up 14 points alone, maybe, unlike the first two drives. Chiefs' defense hasn't been easy to deal with either. Chiefs are only allowed 40 points in three games. So, I mean, you're talking, what, like 15, 16 points a game? I think Wilson's going to have his, his work cut out for him. I mean, that's a very good Chiefs' defense as of right now. So I think like the hard knock life here is probably kicked in for the Jets. Rodgers is gone for the season. Now you got Joe Namath. He's out there talking crap. He's ready to go ahead and suit up. Zach Wilson's been absolutely terrible. Two touchdowns, four interceptions. And he's only completing like 52% of his passes. 
And I think you have to worry there, Uncle Dave, about his mental health right now. I mean, you can give the Jets some credit that they played like maybe like three of the top five defenses in the league with the Patriots, Cowboys, and Bills. But I don't know. I mean, this is going to be a big, big test for Zach Wilson, big test for Jets. And to be honest with you, my gut feeling says that they're not they're not ready for it. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. You mentioned the, the Kansas City defense, and, and you know, if you're looking at stats, uh, yards per play, they're actually better than the Jets. Uh, Kansas City is actually sixth in the league in yards per play. So, you know, let's not discount them. The Jets are are not terrible, but you know, let's not let's not uh, forget. You know, I think when we talk about the Chiefs, we talk about Mahomes, but um, you know, Spagnuolo is probably the best defensive coordinator, and you mentioned they got. They got Jones back, so yeah. I mean, I I'm with you. I think Wilson's gonna have, um, gonna have a, a rough go of it. And and you touched on it so much mentally. I mean, he can't have confidence. And you know, if if Namath does suit up, I I really want uh, Susie Culber to call the game on the sideline. That would be that would be better than watching Taylor Swift, to be honest with you. Well, that would be a good thing. That's how they could make that game interesting. I guess Taylor Swift is gonna go, uh, and if we have. Namath there and Susie Culber on the sidelines. If people remember, um, she's the one that he tried to kiss on the sidelines when he was all drunk. So there is that. That would that would be maybe a better story than the bylines of some of these games. Well, I mean, it's kind of weird. Like he comes out right and he's like complaining. And I know Aaron Rodgers had like his. You know, he he's gonna obviously say something because he's you know came in as the leader of the team, right? So I get it. But you know, when there's a guy that's been retired since. I mean, this guy retired before I was born. I mean, he's like 80 years old. It's like, do you really think the players are going to respond to that? And like, you're, I'm reading on ESPN, you know, the Jets want to shut up Joe Namath. And it's like, he's the last guy that actually won something. But I don't know. I, this seem just, they, they seem in, in disarray right now. I think another thing that's hampering the Jets is the fact that they have the league's worst rushing offense in the league. And it's probably not a surprise because if the defenses don't respect Zach Wilson, they're just going to load up the box to stop the run. I think the KC rush defense this season has actually been pretty good, ranked 11th right now in that department. So the Jets are going to need, one, they're going to need an all-out, just a lights-out type of defensive effort. Uh, they're going to have to figure out how to run the ball. I don't know how they do that. Zach Wilson's going to have to have an extremely efficient game, and that's been part of his problem. Like He just hasn't been – you know, really efficient. Yeah, I mean, if you look at the Jets, you look at the Jets' stats. I mean, their their offense is. I mean, they're averaging 133 passing yards per game. I mean, you know, half the teams in the league get that in half of a game, uh, or a quarter if it's Mahomes. And you know, even worse is he's sacked on almost 10 percent of his dropbacks. So, I mean, it how how much how much how much worse can it get, and how much better does it have to get for them to be competitive? Um, you know, 4.7 yards per pass. I mean, that's just not going to get it done. So, you know, I would, I would like to be able to make a case for the Jets, um, but I, I just can't do it. Um, you know, unless, you know, maybe a second half thing if Kansas City's up big early, but that's the only way I could look at the Jets. Uncle Dave, I kind of think like this is one of those games where the Jets defense kind of just breaks down. I don't want to say breaks down and gives up, but to where they, they – like we start to see like the dam starting to break. And a lot of that's just due to the Jets' offense is just inept, and that puts so much pressure on the defense. But this is like kind of like the perfect storm. The Jets' offense hasn't been able to get anything going. They're going against a pretty good defense. 
but you're playing Patrick Mahomes. And I think that there's probably a situation maybe in like the second half to really look to live bet that if Zach Wilson's not moving the ball and let's say the Chiefs are out to, you know, maybe like a two two score lead somewhere in that area, maybe Mahomes is driving that the Jets defense just says, you know what, screw this. Like this is just, you know, this is too much. We can't be relied on, you know, to go out here and, and, and win these games. Like we need some type of offensive help. Uh, I don't know if they're going to get it. I think that there's a lot of hope going on right now, Uncle Dave, when I look at this betting line. I think it opened up at 10. It went right down to 9.5. Now it's down to 8.5. And I think a lot of that's just due to hope. They hope Zach Wilson can get it going. They hope the rushing attack could go ahead and, and step back up again. Maybe maybe the Chiefs struggle to run the ball. Maybe the Jets defense can go ahead and manage to slow down Patrick Mahomes. It sounds like a lot of hoping to me. Um, I don't want any part of the Jets in this game. I I sat and I thought about it for a little bit there, Uncle Dave. At what point would I feel comfortable taking the Jets? And I made a line in my head, and it's going to sound crazy, but if let's say I was down to my last 100 bucks and it was you have to pick a side here, the only way I would bet the Jets is if I was getting 24 and a half points. Wow. That's the only way I would take that team. And I know it's a crazy line, but would you feel comfortable taking them at anything less? Like I think I need over three scores at a minimum. Like I need three, four scores with this team against Mahomes. Yeah. So that's kind of where I'm at right now. Um, I'll, I'll lay the eight and a half with KC. I think that this is it's a unwise, wise guy type of money coming in here on the Jets. There's nothing that says the Jets are going to do anything in this game. And it, maybe if it was against a different quarterback, Uncle Dave, I could understand that the offense might have some success and maybe the defense has success. But you're going up against Andy Reid and you're going up against Patrick Mahomes and Kelsey. And the Kansas City Chiefs are starting to figure things out. I don't care that you're at home. I, there's no way I would take the Jets with eight and a half points. It just seems completely asinine. So I'm on the Chiefs here, Uncle Dave. I'll lay the eight and a half, and I feel pretty comfortable with that. Yeah, I mean, I don't blame you, Sleepy. And, you know, you mentioned the Jets locker room. And, and if you think about it, three weeks ago, you know, before Rodgers went down, they were, I don't want to say Super Bowl favorites, but they had some some pretty good odds for the Jets to win the Super Bowl. And, of course, internally, I'm sure they all felt they were capable with that defense. And then they go from, from there to this. I mean, that's like consider yourself a fan, which, you know, obviously the players aren't fans, but, you know, they, you know, they see and think similarly that we do. And, you know, they all go from, you know, we got a legit chance to we have zero chance. And, I mean, that, you know, that just has to be the, you know, aside from performance on the field, that has to be a huge factor. Now, I don't know. I mean, I'm with you. Even if I could get 24 points, I would still have to think about it because the possibility of a 38 to nothing game is very real. Um, So I'll probably be on the under. Um, You know, Kansas City has no reason to go ahead and, and waylay the Jets that I know of. So I can see it almost being like the bears game uh, last week where they just kind of came out and took care of business and, and uh, rested everybody in the second half. I can see a totally similar scenario here. Um, So if I'm going to take the chiefs, I would feel much better taking them uh, in the first half. And I'm trying to, trying to see that line here. 
uh, minus six in the first half. Yeah, I would feel much better with that than I would for the full game. And, you know, there's not a huge difference, but, you know, how do you not see a, 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 a 14 to three or six game uh, at absolute worst? So I would take the Chiefs in the first half and the under. I know it's come down a little bit, but, you know, at, at 41 and 41 and a half, you know, that would probably mean the Jets would have to get two touchdowns, and, and I just don't see it. So that's where I'm going to fall on this one, the Chiefs in the first half and the under. All right, good stuff on that one there, Uncle Dave. I think the Jets, they're just going to end up struggling all year long if they're playing from behind. Like, that team has to play with a lead. You cannot have Zach Wilson out there trying to uh, manage some miraculous comeback. Um, I mean, maybe, you know, what happened in week one, but it's not going to happen against Patrick Mahomes, so. Uh, yeah, so it doesn't sound like we want anything to do here with the Jets there, Uncle Dave. And look, maybe they'll prove us wrong. Maybe this, you know, wise guy money that's coming in here on the Jets uh, will prove us wrong. I don't think so. I think there's a complete mismatch. And I think that the Jets really screwed up there, Uncle Dave. They should have went and immediately went out and got two quarterbacks and figured out who was the best one. Because thinking that Zach Wilson was going to improve from last year, leaps and bounds enough to keep this team a playoff contender. Um, I don't know. I don't know if anybody really bought into that, you know, when, when Rodgers went down. I think most people were in shock, but they should have went out shopping. But obviously they're stuck here, and I think they're going to stick with Zach Wilson all year long, no matter how – unless it just gets completely bad and, and the stadium empties out. Maybe we'll see a pivot after this. Uh, don't be shocked, you know, if that happens. But for some reason my gut feeling says they're just going to stick with him. So that's Sunday night football. Let's go ahead and let's jump over to Monday night football. We have the Seattle Seahawks. They're going to be on the road here in New York facing the Giants. Current line in this game right now, Seahawks minus one, total 47. Uncle Dave, I'll let you go ahead and kind of kick off this one. What do you think? Yeah, I'm kind of torn on this one a bit, Sleepy. I mean, in in another podcast we did, I, I kind of threw the Giants under the bus because uh, they, they've scored the least amount of points in the NFC and you know, they're not far behind the Bears and giving up the most points. Um, you know, I know they have a little more talent than that. Uh, but, you know, that line of, of you know, Seattle minus one, um, you know, one and a half, I see two in a couple of square books. But I would have thought that would be more. And a lot of the tickets are on Seattle, and yet it's not. Um, I I kind of get why. I mean, there's the Seattle defense that, that – um, you know, they're, they're, they're bottom feeders. They're giving up 5.6 yards per play. And, you know, if you look at what they've done, um, you know, they gave up 31 Detroit, and they, you know, first game, the Rams put 30 on them. And then they gave up 27 at home to Carolina, uh, which is really hard to do. So I wonder if the giants don't have a chance to score some points here. Uh, and with the giants defense, being as bad as it's been, I think Seattle's going to score some points. So, you know, my inclination, I mean, everybody's going to, I think, look at the under. Uh, and I'm actually thinking about the over. Um, I haven't looked at the weather, but assuming that, that you know, it's not a blizzard, which I don't expect in October, I think both teams are going to score. I mean, the Giants have absolutely nothing to lose. And, you know, why try to establish a running game? Um, you know, and look at the defenses they have faced is, you know, they got shut up by Dallas and they, and they played the 49ers last week. Uh, they did put up 31 in Arizona in a big comeback. So, 
you know, I, I'm inclined to lean to the Giants uh, because of that. I mean, obviously, Seattle's by far the worst defense they will face and probably one of the worst, as I said, in the league. So, you know, I, I'm, 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 I'm looking at taking perhaps the Giants. I, I don't know about Seattle on the road. Uh, but and if the Giants can win this and get to two and two, they're, they're, back, they're back in the hope category. They'll have a lot more than the other New York team. So I'm, 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 I'm kind of leaning over, but I'm also thinking that, that the Giants are probably the play here. Uh, just based on, you know, how bad they've looked. But, you know, look at who they play, Dallas and San Francisco, uh, and, and, and two road games out of three already. So, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna, you can talk me into the Giants, and, and, you know, I think you can probably talk me into the Giants team total over. How do you feel about that? I don't have a problem with that, Uncle Dave. I'm with you. I think the Giants are probably the side that I would go with if I were going to pick a team here. Um, I have no problem with the team total over. Because I think this game goes over. I think Seattle, you know, they come out stumbling out of the gates in week one. Didn't look good against the Rams. But they woke up on offense the last two games. I mean, they put up 37 in back-to-back games. This is the first back-to-back road game for them, for the Seahawks. And, I mean, maybe it's a little bit of a look ahead. I mean, they do have to play Cincinnati next week. But the Giants right now, one and two on the season there, like you said, Uncle Dave, it's now a home game. And... They played, what, back-to-back road games? Like, I don't want to say it's like a must-win, but this feels like a game that they kind of need to have. I think the Giants are actually quite satisfied with the road trip, even though they ended up splitting. I think that they're happy that they split. I mean, they could have easily lost both of those games with the fact that they, you know, fought back and got a win there against Arizona. I think that that goes a pretty, pretty good way. My gut feeling says that, Saquon Barkley probably doesn't play. I think he was like a limited participant in practice, so I don't think he's going to go. And I actually don't even know if they actually need him here. Because if you think about it, like the, if they force him out there and his ankle was bad, I mean, they ended up, you know, they had to carry the guy off the field. So, now if he goes out there and tweaks himself, well, then you lose him maybe for even a couple more weeks. I think Matt Breida will be able to go ahead and carry the load here for the Giants. And I think it's going to be pretty much put on Daniel Jones. It's going to be put on all the wide receivers that they have, and the wide receiver core is finally healthy. You have a healthy tight end in Waller. I know he tweaked his hammy a little while back, but he played last week, looked half decent. I think Daniel Jones is going to have to go ahead and run the ball, and they'll, you know, they'll use Breida. But you know, like you were saying there, Uncle Dave, the Seattle defense, it's not very good. Their pass defense right now, it's the second worst in the entire league. I mean, they're getting thrashed through the air 325, 330 yards a game. If Jones can't succeed here at home against that Seahawks defense, they might want to consider going ahead and getting rid of this guy next year. I mean, this is a game that they need to have. He has all his receivers. He has tight ends. He actually has a healthy offensive line coming into this game against one of the worst pass defenses in the league. I think he has to succeed here. So I'm with you. I I, it, I don't want to play the Giants just because they don't have Barkley and I do have respect for Seattle as a whole and their coaching staff, but I feel like the over is the way to go there, Uncle Dave. This one opened at 45. It's now up to 47. I think this game's probably played into the 50s, maybe into the 60s. I could see one of those 27, 28 type games very close to what this line is, maybe like a 31, 30 type game very close to what this line is, but I think the total at 47 is just too low. I mean, 55 points, 60 points, somewhere in that area. I don't think that's out of the question. I see both teams throwing, both teams having success. 
So I'm on the over. That's where I'm at, and I'm with you. I lean to the Giants. If you're on the over, Sleepy, that would bode well for my team total over. And you mentioned it's not kind of a must-win game for the Giants, but I think it is because next week they're at Miami. The week after that, they're at Buffalo. So if they lose this game, um, they could be 1-6 by Thanksgiving, and uh, or 1-5 anyway with the, the commanders up. Uh, so, you know, it's a must-win game, I think. I mean, it's, you know, when those, when those two games in the future, I mean, they're, they figure to lose them both, uh, barring anything happening in the interim uh, to either one of those other teams. But, yeah, I, I think they have to win this game. I mean, we don't, you know, look aheads and, and situations and spots, and, you know, we use them. It, it's sort of something that, you know, it's all factored into the line anymore because it's not a state secret but it's not a state secret to the New York Giants either. And I think that's the big thing. So that would sort of solidify for me the fact that I, I do like the Giants here too. Yeah, I think we should also consider the fact that they do have tough games coming up. So you're right there, Uncle Dave. It does feel like it's kind of a must win. And at least if they can get a win here, you know, they could think maybe split and the season's not over. This team can't start out 1-5, and 1-6, and six, you know, 1-4. and four. Um, they have to get wins when they can get them. And this isn't going to be an easy trip for Seattle. I mean, they got to come all the way across, you know, to the East Coast. Geno Smith looks pretty good. If you guys are a little worried about DK Metcalf, he will play. I know he's dealing with like a rib injury, but he's been managing that since the beginning of the year. So, yeah, he's not practicing, but he plays every week. And he had a monster week last week. So if you're worried about, you know, DK Metcalf potentially missing this game, I don't think that's going to happen. So I think this is a shootout there, Uncle Dave. I, I I like the team total over for the Giants. If I had to go ahead and pick a side, it would be the Giants. But I absolutely love the over in this one. And a quick thing to note, if you guys haven't checked out our NFL Week 4 podcast as of yet, go to our Twitter accounts at CPG underscore pregame at Dave underscore S. So you guys will get our four biggest games, all our player prop contest picks, our Sheeps pick, and our best bets as well. Make sure you guys go ahead Check us out at thebettingpredators.com and on the best sports betting information site on the web, pregame.com. With that, I'd like to wish you guys all the best of luck for NFL week number four. Enjoy the games. Love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 